Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochilprano. Good evening, Andy. Sunday evening. We're back. That's right. We should have gotten this going earlier. This game was a blowout, huh? Your your former Cincinnati Bengals just took a whooping. What do they have to do to get rid of Marvin Lewis at this point, honestly? Did you see the stat that they put up? How how did, many? Did po- you see the stat? No. Hold on. Let me let me just let me just look. My voice is already cracking. Yeah, you're I, already you're already I, you're already back to Cincinnati, Andy. Well, well no, it's because it's hold it's, my chili, hold my chili. We gotta talk about something here. As someone from Cincinnati, it's it's embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassed to be from Cincinnati when I see this guy, and then Collinsworth, who I usually defend. Then defended him, but we'll get to that in a minute. They showed the stats. Collinsworth was on fire tonight. Somebody needs to tell Chris Collinsworth that ever that ninety seven percent of the quarterbacks in the history of the NFL started at shortstop and were the number one pitcher on their high school baseball team. He was on a full Mahomes slurp tonight and a full Marvin Lewis defensing tonight. Well, let me defensing. Let, <laughs> That's what he was doing. Well, let me get to the numbers. They showed the stat entering tonight's game. Marvin Lewis is 10 and 23 in primetime games. The worst with whatever minimum requirement games. And then this is this is the I love this one. Entering tonight, he was 0 and 7 on Sunday night football, which now he's 0 and 8. He can't win when it matters. But the thing that's weird about the Marvin Lewis the whole team. primetime stat, the the Andy Dalton prime like this isn't the playoffs. This isn't like what does the time of day have to do with it? What's happening in Cincinnati? Do they have weird lights there? Like I, I, I joke. Does Andy Dalton have night blindness? Like, because a lot of times the primetime games they schedule them, and you think it's going to be a good game, but then it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like half the time it's like, oh, Bengals, Ravens, and then you get to week twelve. And they're, you know, four and eight each. It's like... Dude, it's 100% on the coach. Yeah. But, like, what is it about the prime time? Just, like, that there's national attention? There's national attention. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, I don't know how different it is as far as with TV timeouts and all those things when you're actually playing the game. But, dude, like, that pick six he threw? But they, they scored 45 points. How many... They could have scored more. Yeah, they could have scored 70. Yeah. How many points do you have to give up blatantly with a defensive coach as your head coach before you go like, hey, I got to go downstairs and find out what the fuck is happening down there? Collinsworth did – what he did tonight is what angers me. I, I get half oh, – he was he went, no, but, he went full Cincy boy. No, but That's for, what he did. But half of what he said is true, and the other half, this is what I always say, too. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it to every Cincinnati Bengals fan. Like our buddy Justin Wood, remember just a couple weeks ago, texting me, this is our year. I literally said, if the Bengals win a playoff game, I'll let you come on Dirty Sports. Like, 
It, was, it wasn't like I'll let you, but because <laughs> yeah. he was saying, can I come on? I, I, said, I said, no, because you, you, you're coming on to slurp a team. I know this. I mean, I, they got whooped with an H in there. Whooped. But Collinsworth does what all these idiots in Cincinnati do. They say, well, before Marvin get, got here, they didn't have a winning season for 15 years. Of course. He took them from the laughing stock of the NFL to a consistently competitive playoff team, but he hasn't taken them to the next level. And this argument of who are we going to get better, I don't know. I didn't think it, sh- It's the same thing with the Browns. It's like, yeah. oh, we haven't had two wins before yeah. November in how long? It's like, just because you were super bad doesn't mean being mediocre is some sort of like incredible you know, achievement. Maybe set the bar a little higher. Yeah. Maybe try something... Hell, out here, when the Rams hired Sean McVay, I was like, who? This is L.A. We need a bit. You can probably go back on this podcast. I'm saying they need a sexy name. They need, I probably, I guarantee I said Gruden. You probably might have too. I guarantee I was like, I want a bigger name. Look now how it worked. They took a chance on a young, young coach. Look at that Rams team. End of story. That's all I'm going to say about the Bengals. They will never win a playoff game with Marvin Lewis. And they'll never win because that... You, I'm going to use your term. That fucking boob of an owner. Mike, the Bengals owner, Mike Brown, is the but, biggest boob. But this boob. game today is just, this This is exactly what I've been saying. They're just not that good. Like in, in terms of. I bet you they win nine games. In, but they're, even in terms of. They're, that, they're, they're like mediocre but, good. Yeah. But even in like, that's the crazy thing with the NFL this year is there's going to be teams that win games by default that aren't that good. And Bengals are a great example of that. And, I mean, they played essentially uh, what everybody can consider a Super Bowl contender. They got raped yeah, on got, national television. They got that, destroyed. That was, it was disgusting. I, I'm not even sure you can say rape on podcasts anymore these days, but they got raped. There was no consent. They got it. They got it given to them. Yeah, that was. I mean, and there was no consent. And then, let's just stay in Ohio while we're here. Can we just stay in Ohio? Can we just go run? for it? I mean, we're we're doing it right. We're running through these games. We go always for it. we always start signing that off. Go for it. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. This this ends the Browns are good talk, right? This, I mean, last week I put the coffin in the ground. This week we're double checking that the coffin is closed. I've maybe started throwing on some dirt. Like, the Bucks aren't good. Jameis Winston, I text you every week, is bad. Jameis Winston's bad. He's, like, multiple fumbles, picks. Like, they – that was a bad game today. Okay. And the Browns lost it in overtime again. After they had to come back from being down two touchdowns. Yeah. Again. I mean – how many years am I going to say this in a row? You, Hugh Jackson has got to go. That's a penalty game again. That's a sloppy game again. That's a turning the ball over game again. That's coaching, man. Yeah, it's all coaching. 100% agree. Marvin Lewis, you got to go. Hugh Jackson, you got to go. I know two white guys saying this makes us look racist because they're black coaches. They got to go. I mean, while we're here in the AFC North, Mike Tomlin, like – the AFC North is like the fucking Underground Railroad. <laughs> like this is it's like where black guys go to hide. 
Like, how? What do you got to do to get fired at the AFC North? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Ironically, the Underground Railroad Museum is in Cincinnati across the river. Perfect. Where the slaves would go through to come to Cincinnati to the north. Uh, look, I the the racism is like a joke, but like that's just a coincidence. But for some reason, like I actually do think John Harbaugh is the best coach in the NFC North in the AFC North. I'd agree. And, like, and the it's the same thing with Tomlin. And I mean, Hugh Jackson's Hugh Jackson's won five, three games in two and a half full seasons. Like, how? What are we talking about here? Uh, Tomlin and uh, Tomlin and Marvin. It's like, how much can you underachieve with your talent before yeah. you get fired? You think you think Hugh Jackson on his next job on his resume, he's gonna put four overtime games in 2018? He's gonna have a banner. He have a banner made for his office. <laughs> Look, man, I agree, and I and, and I'm feeling confident about that. I told you, I, ma- I made that bet with uh, with my brother's my brother's wife's brother. He was saying the Browns will win seven games, and I said if the Browns win seven games, I will fly you to Los Angeles. Well, we're seven weeks in, and they've won two games. Seven. Yeah. So the Browns have to win. The Browns have to go five and four the rest of the way for that to happen. It ain't happening. Yeah, it, it's a disaster. It's uh, Ohio. It, it's it's a disgrace because the football hall of fame is in Ohio, and then you have these two. I don't know how that happened in the first place, but uh, learn learn some history, Prano. Why did they invent football in Ohio? Basically, it all goes back to Canton and Massillon and that whole area where uh, Paul Brown's from. You know, he's like the godfather of, of football. Are you familiar? I mean, I know who Paul Brown is. Yeah, yeah but. And then his piece of shit son takes over the Bengals. And did you did you see when they show him? No. Did you see him at all in, in the owner suite t- tonight's game? He dresses like a slob too. That's got to be his grandson, like right? Like no, that's his son. He died in he died in ninety or ninety one. And how old's his son? I mean, he's probably early seventies. Okay. Dude, all. NFL owners. Actually, what percentage of NFL owners are just old, rich, white guys? I mean, all but one, right? Like Daniel Schneider, is he the youngest? I mean, probably. Like, they're all 65 and older. Yeah. Basically. And then you got uh, the guy who owns the Jags. Should we just jump right into the Jags? Let's talk Jags, We're the the Jags fans today. Whew. Man. Blake Bortles benched. Cody Kessler, I I was asking it, and the only response I got from the Jags fan was neither. But I said, I don't even know what I'm going to get from the psycho Jags fans that I've dealt with in the last few years. Like, do they somehow defend the Bortles, or do they jump on the Cody Kessler bandwagon? And uh, one of the Jags fans was like, neither, we're cooked. I was like, wow. Jags fans. Well, you know the bigger problem with the Jags. I didn't hear from Swingman Nine, but he must be dead. Like, <laughs> God, it's amazing how you again this memory how you remember these people's Twitter feeds. It's yeah, I remember all of them. Do you think you have a like what What are things you remember the best in life? People who came at me on Twitter <laughs> feed feed name for sure. Like I guarantee you'll forget girls you've slept with. Oh, I've I've tried to catalog. I've tried. That's to like, what I'm saying. Yeah, 
Like I'm you'll like, you'll forget a girl that And you, then like day, that, days later I'll be like, "Oh my god, that one." Like a girl you literally had your penis inside, yeah. you will forget. Yeah. But you'll remember Swingman 9 from Twitter. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, today we'll get to it later, but like the Cavs got blown out by the Hawks. Sure. And like immediately. It it, it was like a flashback. Like immediately 10 Twitter names of people who had bet me that the Cavs would be as good as they were last year, like just hit me in the face. I was like, oh, remember to DM all them. I think the bigger problem for Jacksonville, not that the quarterback's not a problem because it clearly is. How'd they win games last year? Defense. Well, the defense is not existent this year. It's a combo. That's why, you know, that's why when we talk about um, all of the things that we talk about in the NFL, it's like a very specific, you know, uh, it's a very specific. It's very specific to the NFL, um, not even just in football, but obviously across sports. But in the NFL, all of these things balance with each other. Four nets out. Suddenly, they can't just grind the ball out where. Blake Bortles doesn't have to do anything. He can just hand off the ball to a guy who's going to slowly bruise your way down the field. Your defense rests. He's going to kill the clock. Yeah. yeah. So now defense is resting less. More pressure on Bortles. More of them coming at him. The fumbles. Like it, th- That's why all of these things go together. It's like when I was talking about you know, we obviously talk about quarterbacks so much and like Russell and Cam and all these guys. It's like, oh, suddenly their defense isn't the best in the football and they don't have the best running game and this guy's not as good. Yeah, that's how that happens. Like when you can just hand the ball off, your defense gets to rest. When you can just hand the ball off, it opens up play action. It opens up the little dump off to the in the flat. It opens up the tight end. Like all of this stuff all works together. Offense, defense, the whole thing. And they're without Fournette and more on Bortles. The, what you want to avoid at all costs is having more on Bortles' shoulders. And then your defense is restless, and the defense has been worse. I'm putting it mostly on the defense, personally. I mean, you can't be giving up 20 points. You can't, you can't get in a 20 to nothing hole at home to Houston. But, again, it's... It's the whole. They gave up forty point. They gave up what forty one points last week to Dallas. Right, forty one to Dallas. But again, these things all go together. Like the short field. It's you know the bend don't break is is a lot easier when the other team's starting with the ball deep. When the other team's starting with the ball in midfield, bend don't breaks a lot harder. Field goals, field goals, touchdowns, one wrong, one long play. You're right. Their defense is not nearly what it was last year. But all these things work together. Fournette being out is, I think, a huge part of it. And Blake Bortles has never been good. And sure. Was, and was hidden last year because their defense was so good. Was so good, and Fournette was so good. And- I mean, people. I think people might even forget how close they were to going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like they're just a few plays away from going to the Super Bowl last year. That's how good that defense was. And this year, yeah, they're just. But what happened? Well, their quarterback couldn't couldn't come back and win them the game. And yeah, sack fumble, fumbled twice today. Got got yanked. Yeah, it's not good. Just move. By the way, just I mean, stop with the cock tease, the toying with. Just move to London already. But like, there's not even real talk of it, right? 
I feel like there's not, but I want to bring that back. Yeah. But like, why London? Why are we bringing London into this? I know that because, we because always play a game in London. It's but. inevitable. There was a game today in London. There's a game next week in London. It's inevitable. Did you watch any of today's game? No, I got. I saw the last few minutes. I got up just. I I basically got up at like nine, so I saw the end of that game. Okay, so I watched. I watched like half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. I got up at like eight or something. Yeah. I love when they I I love when they go to the crowd in London. Yeah. I was too, I was still in like the lazy. I don't feel like doing social media mode. Uh but I was going to pause my TV and just take a screenshot cuz they'll show the crowd and it'll be there'll be like a section of English fans wearing 10 different teams jerseys. Yeah. Like that's the move. You just wear a jersey of your team. Yeah. It's like a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Which I hate. In Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. Which is weird because they have so many games that come through. You would think that you just go to one of a team that you sort of care about and can yeah. root for. Like if I was in, if I was in London as a Giants fan, I would just go to a game that an NFC East team was playing in and cheer for the other team. Sure. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they it was, always. It was a good game though. Yeah. And. A couple things. One, the Chargers are now five and two. I mean, they've what won four in a row. I think they started yeah. one and two. Yeah, they're winning games. You know, they're not the most impressive team, but they're they're doing what they have to do to win. Uh, so that's a team I wouldn't want to face in the playoffs per se in the AFC. But obviously, they're going to have a tough time to win that division with the char- with uh, the Chiefs. And secondly, I say kudos to Variable for going for it. I like, like like there's balls now. I didn't like the play call. I mean, forget because the, the ball was moved up to half yard. Forget like running like this is this is the you have Mariota. This is the Penn State thing all over again. You got to use like, Mariota. There. You did the one thing that you couldn't do was just like straight up drop back to pass. Yeah, you're not gonna try to run it. You're not gonna run pass option. You're not gonna roll them out. You're not even going to exactly. roll him out. Utilize his ability. Do anything to but move. just straight up and go. Uh, we're looking at one slant route, and then he's going to throw the ball to that slant route. I love them going for it too because you're in London. You're you know you've already had one of these big wins this year because of this. Yeah, go for it. But what a terrible play call after after the fact. Get the ball in the half yard line. Yeah, there. I I saw some stat that's like ninety eight percent or something like that over the last five years if your quarterback sneaks it from less than fourth and one. I was going to say, Mariota's not a small guy. I mean, I know guy. it's not fourth, but... Why not even just have him leap over or do a QB sneak? Just move the ball. Like, just do anything but a straight drop back pass. Now, who wins that division? The Texans have now won four in a row. They started 0-3. Texans are awful, though. Texans are not a good team. Fact. Yeah, but again, who is a good team out of the AFC South? That's, that's why I'm asking. Who wins that division? I'd say either the Texans or the Titans. I I think I think Jacksonville's done. And I fucking you know what you know who I blame I'm gonna blame I'm gonna throw some blame real quick back to Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey, dude, you literally do a what was it? It was a GQ. What, yeah. what was the magazine? You do a GQ article where you pick apart. Almost every single quarterback in the NFL, when your quarterback is Blake Bortles, 
What's the what's the Malcolm X quote? The chicken's coming home to roost. I have no idea. I don't. I mean, you're not up to date on your Malcolm X quotes. No. Yeah, he, he one of his famous quotes was when JFK died and got shot. So I think it's something along the lines of the chicken's coming home to roost, which is basically what's happening. Like, dude, you call you're talking shit about all these other quarterbacks. Now look at your quarterback. But I would for sure say that the Titans or the Texans. I, I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb on on, on one right yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Texans are what then? Four and two, four and three, four and three, and and Titans are three and three or three and four. Let me let me let's pull up the standings. I'm going to go with the Titans. I don't care that they they lost that game on that play. I feel like they probably feel good about. I mean, not feel good as good as you can while losing. So Texans are four and three. Tennessee and Jacksonville were three and four, and the Colts, after today's ass whooping of the Bills, are two and five. And I'm just trying to see. Okay. And the next, and Titans are off next week, and then play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Um. Well, the Colts beat the shit out of the Bills. We don't have to talk about that, right? Other than, do you want to get a? No, it's fine. It's it's pointless. I, I get it out on social media. I love seeing. I love. I love. Basically, I'm fishing. I got my fishing rod, and and, I, and I'm and I'm casting w- w- with a picture of Colin Kaepernick, and and seeing which which people are going to come out as racists. Yeah. The best one I saw today was uh, when you did it. Just the first reply from a faceless faceless account. Typical. But I, but I clicked on the account. He only tweets about Bills stuff. Was a Bills fan. Imagine how racist you have to be to watch Derek Anderson play for your team today, and still defend and still like not want Colin Kaepernick. Well, well again, yeah. I just again, I always love the argument of. They would have lost even worse today. They're down twenty-four to nothing at halftime. This it, it, again, it's, it's just it's just dumb people. It's it's people that I just would never deal with in real life. I would never associate with them. I would never be friends with them. Uh, it's just Colin Kaepernick's only hope about of getting back in the NFL is getting hired to coach an AFC North team. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, and that, but that's the thing. It's like to me, it's not even a. When people respond that way, it's not even about Colin Kaepernick. Right. It, it, to me, it's about, you think of all the guys available, Derek Anderson. No, they don't at all. Like, those people don't even know who Derek Anderson is. Those people, like, it, 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 it's literally, it has nothing to do, it has to do with just blatant bigotry. That's it. Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing about this. Whereas if I was a fan of the Bills or of any of these teams who've had to fill in with, I, I would be irate. Dude, if I was a Bills fan, I would be irate. Not at somebody tweeting about Kaepernick. I'd be irate that our quarterback was Derek Anderson, that we we shipped out A.J. McCarron and said, oh, we'll be fine with a rookie from Wyoming and fucking Peterman from Seinfeld. Yeah, we'll be fine with those guys. And by the way, if... Uh I know everybody's talking about Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like the whole – seems like every time there's a quarterback thing, like should have gotten Bridgewater, should have gotten Bridgewater. Can we talk about the fact like if you're the uh, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, how are you not making a call up the fucking freeway about 
or down the freeway, I should say, about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's just going to sit behind the L-eater, sit behind Black Bobby Boucher, <laughs> setting NFL records in his first three games. You're going to truck out Derek Anderson and and uh, Cody Kessler? Yeah. How quickly, how quickly would Ryan Fitzpatrick pick up the Jacksonville Jaguars offense and make them significantly better? We'd agree there. I know. It's funny that you bring up Bridgewater because I, I do want to talk about this. The way the Saints are utilizing, who's no, who's the white guy, number seven? Yeah, I forget his name too. But how, how are we forgetting this guy's name? But they're not the only team that's doing this. With well, obviously they played a team that's doing the same thing. They played Baltimore, who's doing the same thing with Lamar Jackson. But, right. Uh, that was a great game. Yeah. And uh, Justin Tucker misses his first extra point ever. Ever. I mean, the look on his face. Also, it was some sort of freak wind situation. What happened there? I've never seen anything like it. A ball took a hard right turn at the end. Taysen Hill. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. You know how old he is? Did you hear that? He's uh, he's 28, I think they said. Because he's Mormon. He went to BYU. He oh, did a classic. He did a mission. Yeah. He's kind of a beast, though. Yeah. I kind of like watching him play. That was a great game. I missed that. You know, I, I missed that. All you Breeze guys out there. I said, you know, Breeze is outside the bubble. But but this actually, I missed it. I missed the game. But it also reinforces my point and also your point about Breeze. Breeze's numbers. Good. What was your line that you said about Breeze in the Superdome versus out the Superdome? I don't remember. What did I say? You, I, you know I black out during these shows, right? You said this, which is a great point. He's superhuman when he plays the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah. When he's outside it. He's human. Like today, good numbers, not great. Again, these are not these are good numbers. Twenty-two of thirty for two hundred and twelve yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and and if you look at his playoff games outside the dome, that's what they always look like. Where you can say, "Hey, he played a good game." You can't blame Breeze, but the difference is, it, it, I. You know, the thing about Breeze and the thing about talking about him as like the greatest of all time is we're only talking about him as the greatest of all time because of the gaudy passing numbers. Yes. Which he only puts up yes. in the dome. And again, he went against arguably the best defense in the NFL. But that's kind of my point is I mean he puts it up other but like other like whenever he's in a situation like that, that's what he that's a great game. Great. Two touchdowns. But we're not talking about Breeze as the greatest of all time with seven playoff wins, one Super Bowl. If every day he goes out on Sunday, he's throwing for 212 yards and two touchdowns. We're not. Yeah. And that's just the point that we were trying to make. And I think today signified exactly that. And I've said, and I was having this conversation the other night again because it was funny. Somebody brought up Jordan versus LeBron at a thing. And then I just started serving LeBron facts and like the. The party basically was just like, okay, this got too serious. Like, <laughs> but then somebody threw in at the end, like, so how about greatest quarterback of all time? And I went with my, I, I listed the top five, and I said, you know, Breeze is outside of that. And I said again, I'm not sure you want your quarterback to lead the lead the league in passing. Yeah. I'm not sure you do. I mean, and, and I brought up the other day, which I haven't said, is like, look at, look at, you know. Nowadays, with Goff and Mahomes, like I think it's changing, and I also think that the window of those quarterbacks is going to be shorter. But 
I mean, look at just look at the difference between uh, Brady, like game manager Brady, and 400 yards, all the passing ever breaks. Like the dude won three real quick when he was fucking 150 yards a game, Brady. Since then, in the last 15 years, he got two more as all the passing yards, Brady. Yeah, but I, I could I could come back and say. How loaded were some of those early defenses? Yeah, precisely. So you're agreeing? Yeah, of course. So he didn't have to throw the ball, right? You don't have to throw, but also, I mean, I mean they had, they but had also they weren't Hall of Fame, but also they weren't paying him twenty million dollars, right? That's how you load up on defense. That's how you load up at other positions. That's what's happening to the Chiefs. That's what's happening to the Rams. That's what's happening to all all over football. However. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to lead the AFC in passing yards. Yeah. And touchdown passes. Yep. At this rate. So in a way that also debunks your theory. Right. But also, same thing at Tug was mentioned. Tug and I were talking about the the difference is now the young quarterbacks on the rookie deals in scheme-heavy systems. I think we need to give Andy Reid some credit. I'm saying it. You, you like to shit on him a lot. Dude, he made a gutsy call to get rid of Alex Smith. Patrick Mahomes, I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes' ability. I, but I, let me, hold on. But let, to me, he is the, Andy Reid is the perfect coach to that type of player. It's But that wasn't even a gutsy call. That's not a gutsy call. Anybody that knows what they're doing knew that Alex Smith had a ceiling. And honestly, that's why I laugh when people try to get into conversations with me about quarterback play and who's good and who's great. And, and the, you know, you start talking about passer rating and you start talking about whatever. It's like Alex Smith led the league in passer rating. What's gutsy about giving him up? When It's not gutsy to give him up when you know the next guy's better. And why is he better? Because it's easy to lead the league in passer rating when you're a fucking check down king. And what did I say was going to happen to the Redskins? The Redskins were going to be better than they were the last few years with Kirk Cousins because now they got a guy on a team that's not that good, that's not going to take chances, and they're going to play, they're going to real stay within the lanes, and they're really going to drive the speed limit, and they're in a bad division, and now they're 4-2. and And what are the Redskins' chances of winning a single playoff game? Zero. Because Alex Smith then faces better competition, and they're not good enough, and he's not good enough, and they fucking lose. The same way they always did everywhere that Alex Smith has ever been. Okay, let's talk Let's talk NFC East then. You're already bringing it up. Redskins beat the Cowboys. Cowboys miss a last-second field goal. I missed that game. Fucking Cowboys let me down. Although, I do love seeing when they go to the press box, or the, I'm sorry, the owner's suite, and seeing that... Is there a douchier family in the NFL... Then who? The Jones family? The, the whole Jerry Jones and all his grandkids and like they're they're you know what they are? They're like the preppy rich white kids that are racist in like an eighties movie. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Like that's exactly how they look. Just Rick's like rich Texas trash. That play lacrosse. Yeah. Like like they're everything you hate about that type of person. So the Redskins win. One, we haven't talked about him yet. Adrian Peterson's having a year. Especially for an age, yep. for how old he is. He's playing good. Their defense is playing all right. Who do you think, who wins that division? 
Because the Eagles are struggling. Eagles are struggling, but what the the Redskins are four and two, and the Eagles are three and four. They lost three games all last year combined. Yeah. No, I get it. The I I've said that as well about the Eagles. Like the Eagles aren't the the Eagles weren't as good as their record last year. They weren't as good, as, but they still won the Super Bowl. That's something you can't take away from them. But of course, they're going to come back down to earth. Uh, I think it's going to be close. It's going to be the Redskins or the Eagles. Okay. It's not, not going to be the Cowboys. It's obviously not going to be the Giants. I want to keep saying the Eagles win that division. I, I said it from the beginning. Redskins would be in the mix because the, the division isn't great. And they're just going to, again, Alex Smith, drive the speed limit. Drive the speed limit. Like, if you want to know, and there's probably Redskins fans that are like, Whoa, what's your fucking problem with Alex Smith? You're, by the way, welcome to being the latest people to be conned by Alex Smith. How good is Alex Smith? Look at the difference. I know the Chiefs had some games last year. I know the Chiefs were good the last couple of years. But look at the difference between second year, first time ever starting Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. It's the difference between a Ferrari and a fucking Ford Fiesta. Hyundai. Yeah. You know? Is it pronounced Hyundai? I think so. Fernando <laughs> with the official pronunciation. I thought it's just Hyundai. I think it's Hyundai. Hyundai. Yeah. Now, we have my favorite show on in the background. We have to talk about, because we're talking about the Eagles. They blew a 17 nothing second half lead to Cam Newton. First of all, his outfit. What? what? I put this out on our Twitter feed. He's TJ Miller from Yogi the Yogi Bear. There were some good responses. I put Cam Newton is dressed like dot, dot, dot. I mean, why does he try so hard? You know what the thing with Cam is? Is like Cam walks into the stadium in that. But like he should just have multiple outfits every Sunday. He should have a walk into the stadium outfit. Then he should have a walk out of the stadium outfit if he wins. And a walk out of the stadium outfit if he loses. Because that's a decent walk out of the stadium outfit if he wins. But man, when you watch him up there with like a gold thing around his fucking hat. And he took an L. And he didn't dive on a fumble. You're like, dude, this is embarrassing. This is like, you're like a Michael Jackson impersonator. Like, you're dressed flashy as shit. But it's awkward. He walked in the stadium with that outfit? Yeah. He always... He's got this fucking... He he has a stylist. But, I think a lot of these guys do. Yeah. But, I mean, who's, it's a joke. Who's that stylist, though? Is it a chick? Is it a gay dude? Who do we I, think, I have no idea. Who do we think the stylist is? I have is? no idea. It's probably his wife who's super big on Instagram or some shit like that. Who knows? Like, remember when we met Michael Irvin? He said his wife does all his suits. But his wife... But he just wears suits. Yeah. Cam looks like a fucking idiot. I can't believe they won that game. I can't believe they did it. Dude, they were down 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The old prevent you from winning. Yeah. Just just play the game. You don't want to give Cam any credit for that game, do you? What? Sure. Great. Cam Cam went, what did he go, 25 for 39 for 200 plus yards? I think they the, just showed it like 269. Yeah, so, so the breeze numbers you just you just gave us? Oh, he's a god. He's the MVP again. Hand it, hand it over. He's fucking. He completed fifty-five percent of his passes for two hundred yards and only figured it out in the fourth quarter. Congratulations. You are not a fan of Cam Newton. I'm just not a fan of Cam Newton because Cam Newton, again, and it's different than Dwight Howard. I always, I always make the Dwight Howard comparison. You can figure. You can get a jump shot in the NBA. You can get a baby hook. 
we saw Hakeem and David Robinson and Patrick Ewing and centers uh, uh, upon centers upon centers. I mean, even like guys like Dirk, whose games continue to evolve as they got older. It's easy. In the NFL, it's a lot harder. And Cam is making no effort to it. Cam, Cam ceiling was three years ago. He's not becoming a better passer. And how long? Great. He also ran for how many yards today? 60, 70, whatever. He also doubles as their tailback. Great. Okay. When he's not I'll, doubling as their tailback. Then I'll pose this question. Do the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs? No. They're currently sitting at 4-2. and two. No. Although maybe, I'm trying to think, the other, so one team from the NFC East is making it. One team from the NFC West is making it. One team it. from the NFC West is making it. The Rams, obviously. Right. Then, then the, the, the NFC North is going to be kind of a wild card here. Yeah. The Vikings are 4-2-1. and one, The Packers are 3-2-1. and one, The Bears, after today's L, are 3-3. Three and three. Bears have lost two in a row. I did watch that game. Oh, but, but what are the what are the Lions? Oh yeah, they're three and three. I'm just I'm not counting them. Okay. I don't think the Lions. I don't think they're good either. But I I don't think they're much worse than the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you watch the Bears Patriots game today? Yes. Two special teams touchdowns. That's huge for the Patriots. Uh, yeah, man. I mean the Patriots. I mean to end on a. Uh, Hail Mary that you get stopped on the one. That's wild, right? Never you seen anything like need that. Need that Aaron Rodgers. You need that. Need to get two yards further in the air. A little two, higher. You need that too high, Trubisky man. should have thrown it a little higher. I know. I agree. It was a good game, though. The Patriots, they have a lot of holes in their defense. Yeah. I mean, that one run that Trubisky scored on where he ran, where he spun and ran the ball all the way from the, uh, he went from the eight-yard line to the 30 and basically runs in untouched. They have a lot of holes, but Edelman makes such a big difference being back. I didn't think he would, but, dude, their offense, they showed well, us that. Well, it's like when we had Andrew Hawkins on. It's like it's its not even a matter of, like, Edelman is so much better than – it's just he's been doing it with Brady for so long. Yeah, it's he's a timing guy. thing. It's yeah. A, it, it has nothing to do with his athleticism, his speed, his hands. It has nothing to do with that. has them being on the same page. You know, that there's that one dude on Twitter who I love and I've been accused of being a million times, like Barry McCockiner or whatever, who now every week just puts together a Brady highlight package. Like, how does he do it? Hitting wide open guys and three yards off the ball. Like, uh, and it's true because it's all timing. It's all, and, and Edelman's his guy. He has yeah. trust. He trusts him. I do. I, I, I follow that stuff too. Yeah, I don't just because the guy tweets so much, but people always share it with me. I mean, it's funny, but it's also like, I don't know. It, it, it's So when I watch the Rams, in a way, uh, I got to word this carefully. I can, I can see Goff and Brady. Basically, he's got a lot of time, is my point, to throw. I'm I'm trying to say some sort of similarity. Obviously, I'm not I am not calling for the record. Jared Goff, Tom Brady, way better at his age, right? I'm just saying, right? Let's just cover that one. Let's just get that out of the way right up front because people love to do the people were loving to come at you for the girly Saquon comparison. It's like 
people always want to just take it like in in the moment, knowing everything you know about Tom Brady. Tom Brady was not doing what Jared Goff is doing in year three. Well, no, because he was a different type of offense. Sure. It's a different system. It's a different scheme. I also think I think Sean McVay is 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 running. I mean, have you I don't know how closely you've followed the Rams. They basically said he's not calling anything at the line. Yeah. Even the audibles. Exactly. Sean McVay is literally in his headset calling everything for Jared. That's what everybody that's the whole thing with the speed of their offense too is cuz they shut those off at some point. So like 10 seconds left in the helmet or whatever. The, the helmet goes off. Yeah. So those plays are all taken care of. They're not doing anything with two seconds on the play clock because he's not changing the play at the line. But what I was going to say was Goff still can be – I'm going to get nitpicky, but watching the Rams – I've said this before. That's why I'm saying, like, I can see some sort of like system similarities. He misses receivers a lot. Not a lot. Times I think he shouldn't. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. like his accuracy as a Ram because everyone's saying, "Oh, the Rams are seven and zero. The Rams are seven and zero." What scares me is the Rams are going to be in a close playoff game. He's gonna he's gonna have spots where he can't miss at all. Like even today, but, but those throws, I know what you're saying. The, the I'm sure McVay saying, "Put it someplace where your guy gets it or no one gets it. Don't turn the ball over. We're gonna have plenty of big play potential." We're going to have plenty of plays where we scheme it up and some slot guys on a linebacker, all you're going to have to do is hit him in stride and it's going to be a touchdown. Don't, if, you know, if your best option is a guy who's pretty covered and you're, and that's the throw you're going to have to make, make it, but don't put it anywhere where they can get it. And when you do that, you throw the ball, but you essentially throw it away. Yeah. Do the Rams lose? Ever? Yeah. They, they, they for sure lose this year. Yeah. How many games do they lose? I'm a, I'll say two. Two? I like two. I mean, they play the Packers. They play the Chiefs. I'm not saying the Packers are like a matchup, but... The any, Chiefs will be a fun one. You know where the Chiefs one's at? It's here on Monday night. It's Mexico City. Oh, is it? Yeah. Fuck. I was going to say we should go to that one. I totally wanted to go. Let's just go to Mexico City. By the way, that's bullshit to me. That kind of pisses me off. Why? The NFL, they gave away one of the Rams' home games to fucking Mexico well, City. no one goes to the Rams' home games, so that's probably a factor. But everyone knew how good they were going to be. They won yeah. 11 games last year. Oh, win one in Mexico. What's the score of that game going to be? I don't know. It's 45 great, to 42. Though. Can we go to Mexico City for that game? Yo, fool. I'm serious. Flights to Mexico City are cheap. How much could tickets be? Yeah, so is getting murdered. That comes for free. No, come on. I'm going to go. I want to go to that game. I watch a lot of shit about, like, you know, I love, like, those drug documentaries and, like, stuff on Netflix. I don't trust, the, I don't trust Mexico at all. Dude, Mexico City is like Brooklyn. Mexico City is not like Brooklyn. Literally, my girlfriend was in Mexico City a couple months ago and was going to like fucking cafes and like tapas bars. Mexico City is not like Brooklyn. This ain't, it ain't fucking, you know, Tijuana or, uh, you know, what's the one that's like across from El Paso? Juarez. Yeah. This is Mexico City. It's not a border town. You know who used to go to Juarez? Walt. <laughs> Why? Because, he, dude, I love when Walt divulges these nuggets. Last time I was home, because he was stationed in El Paso for a minute. And he goes, yeah, we used to always go. I love him, his like stuff where he doesn't fully get into stories. It's like, yeah. Dad, you weren't up to some good things. Like, yeah, me and the, me and the, me and the military guys, we, we'd go across the border to, to Juarez. 
thinking like, yeah, for what, Pops? Yeah, hookers. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, I'm I not, did. I'm not accusing Walt of getting hookers. I am. <laughs> Unbelievable. What if he hears this, Joe? Well, he has a hearing problem, so he probably won't. <laughs> I mean, the combination of a hearing problem and absolutely no idea how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> what is somebody going to do? Mail him a transcript? It's a good point. Got a letter from Andy. Who does a better job of Monday Night Football, my dad or Booger McFarland <laughs> in the crane? I mean, the crane. This Booger McFarland in, like, the fucking crane. Why do they do that to the poor guy? Dude, you know they're blocking seats now? You heard about the compl- the complaints recently? Yeah, because he's, like, so high up. He's so high up. If, like, if you're sitting in the first couple rows. You're just, see- you're just seeing Booger in his little fucking Booger crane? Yeah. Is that is that Monday Night Football crew real quick, and then we'll get back to games? I'd argue that's one of the worst assembled crews. Yeah, I agree. In, like, the history of broadcasting. Well, it's also, like... I know I know Witten's taking a lot of shit and I don't love Witten yet, but like He's new. He's brand new. And then but then they shove him with I mean they shove him in a fucking cheddar dick sandwich. Joe Tessator? Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel. Why what, like and the everybody's guy- the wild card in this thing. Joe Tessator, booger. I mean, come on. I wonder whose idea it was. Let's put a crane. Uh, somebody really stupid that has hopefully since been fired. It'll be so innovative. Why is that? In- Why is he even down there? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't make any sense. I can't think of a worse crew. I mean, we've followed Monday Night Football. Who who was a crew at one point? Who was with Boomer Esiason? Was Deerdorf? I don't remember. Al Michaels. Al I, mean, Mi- I know people hated Dennis Miller. I loved Dennis. Miller. I loved Miller too. I, I know people hated Kornheiser. Yeah, I loved Kornheiser. I didn't mind him either. I don't think I don't know if Boomer's Deerdorf was like Deerdorf's like my heyday. It was like Deerdorf, Al Michaels, and there was a third guy with them, wasn't there? Was it uh, Frank Gifford? Yeah, I gotta look this up. Like, who have been the crews? No, uh, hold on. Let me let me get there's this has gotta be on Wikipedia, right? All right, Monday Night Football Cruise. Let's pull this up. I think this for sure has to be the worst one in my memory. Yeah. All right. We got come on, Wikipedia. Do you do you I don't care about the games. Give me the commentators. <laughs> my boy OJ used to be on it. Oh yeah. Bring the juice back. Joe Theismann did yeah. it for a minute? Yeah. Mike Tirico, Ron Jaworski, Jaworski, Jaworski how do you, how do you Jaworski. say Jaworski. Yeah, he took a lot of shit. Who, Jaworski? Yeah. Oh, remember when Lisa Guerrero was the sideline reporter? Yeah. Eric, I mean, the sideline reporter is one thing, but... Eric Dickerson? Yeah. I mean, you're not even naming people that are even in contention with this crew. Well, first of all, the way they the way they label this is it's know, just, it looks like a fucking it looks like a it looks like a Bresler chart. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great inside joke. Deep reference. Deep reference. Shout out to our boy. Okay, yeah, Al Michaels did it for a long time. He did it with Deerdorf. I don't even know how to read this thing, Prano. It's a timeline. <laughs> yeah, I know, but look, they're, they're spacing it out. He did it with Deerdorf for the longest time, and then. Uh, 
Yeah, Boomer was also on that crew. I did, right, fuck this. this is, yeah, I this, was going to say, can we, can, please, can, we start, can we give up on you reading charts? I can't read charts. However, bring back the juice. That's all I'll say. <laughs> bring back the juice. Okay, moving through some of these games. Detroit beat Miami. I missed that one. I have nothing to say. Miami's not good. Yeah. Detroit's not very good either. Minnesota beat New York. I mean, I, I know I know Detroit's only Detroit's only three and three, so they're not out of it yet, but like if I'm Matt Stafford, I'm I'm starting a free Matt Stafford campaign soon. Right? I know they're three and three, but like it's gonna be a tough division for them. And the Detroit Lions have never put anything around. Like, send send Matt Stafford to Jacksonville. Not with that contract. Did you watch any of the Minnesota New York game? Yeah, a little bit. And I didn't watch I mean, much. Uh, for the most part, uh, Minnesota dominated from from start to finish. Uh, Thielen, another hundred yard game, another touchdown. Uh, the Jets aren't good. I've said that. Is anybody? Are you sold on any of these quarterbacks yet? I mean, we go back to the Saquon thing, but like, who's the quarterback you're sold, sold, sold on? Everybody was sold on Darnold after fucking two weeks. Every time there's a win, it's sold. And then this week. Well, here's what I would say. You sold on Mayfield? 100% sold on Mayfield? No, I was just going to say this about Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield might have the most potential at this point. But that potential is completely eliminated because he plays for the Cleveland Browns. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. You're, you're kind of a product of your circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. And your circumstance is you play for the Browns. Even Darnold, who plays for a dog shit franchise like the Jets, I would say Darnold is in a better 17 state. for 42, 206, a touchdown and three picks. Who's that? Darnold. That's awful. I'd say he's still in a better... I'd rather be playing for the Complete Jets. 33% of his passes. Just... Thirty-five percent of his passage with three picks, and a, and a, and two hundred six yards in a blowout. We're sold. A thirty-four point four quarterback rating, three sacks. We're sold. No, I'm not. I'm not sold on him. Josh Rosen. But from week to week, all it takes is one good game. For them to go like Giants should have taken a fucking running, should have taken a quarterback. Yeah, but just, who cares? But I'm saying. Look, uh, my point is what I'm trying to – here's what I'm trying to say, Andy, is we do a great podcast. We do a great sports show. Stop being a fucking talking head cheddar dick. Stop – and stop being a fan that listens to them. Yeah, I agree about that. But the sad thing is people listen to fucking Skip Bayless. They give a shit about his opinion. Stephen A. Smith. You went hot take on the running backs. Last week, and people came at you because people only know what they see th- this week and what they see an analyst who's probably a fucking idiot says. Shout out to our boy Preston at PG Grimes 5 who sent this, Andy. Saquon stats, 434, 438 rushing yards, four rush TDs, 373 receiving yards, two receiving TDs, 811 all-purpose yards and six TDs of the Giants, 2090 total yards and 11 TDs. He accounts for 38.8% of all Giants yards and 
0.5% of all touchdowns. Gurley, 6.23 and 9 rushing. We'll just say the percentage. I think that's what uh, we He accounts about. for 31.2% of all yards and 478 of all TDs. That was prior to both of them playing this week. Well, Gurley— That was just our boy Preston saying, hey, just in case you're wondering, Saquon is responsible for more of his team's yards and more of his team's TDs. How many of those teams score? Well, that's a team stat, ain't it? Well, Gurley has 14 touchdowns now. He had three more, I believe, three more today. Yep. He's another one yarder in there. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's not earning it because Gurley's along, a fucking man. Yeah. Along with those one yarders, he's getting the, the the seven tough yards up the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like he's getting the long runs. Gurley's a beast. In fact, Gurley right now is technically on pace to break Ladainian Tomlinson's touchdown record, which I believe is 28 for a season. So he's technically on pace. He can't really have bad games because 28, there's not much wiggle room right. there with 16 games. Anyway, yeah, look, back to your point. My thing on all this, again, with the hot takes, I'm also, like we always say, is the eye test yeah. on these things. That's what. That's why I'm trying to say. We, I, you know, I like to think that we do something different here. And what's diff- what, one thing that we do different is we're not going to take one fucking game. You're... Oh, Cam has a fourth quarter comeback. Well, great. I guess I was wrong about Cam the whole time. It's like, you know who else has beaten the fucking Eagles this year? Three other bad teams. So. Yeah. And 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 why wasn't it a fucking blowout? Why didn't they smash the shit out of the Eagles? Well, because Cam had 49 yards in the first half. I put that loss more on the Eagles. To be honest. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from a comeback, but I, I put it more on when you're up seventeen to nothing in the fourth quarter, the Eagles need they don't have a running game. You gotta remember yeah. la, you remember last year, they had Blunt and a how do you pronounce his Ajayi. name? Ajayi. Ajayi. Dude, those are those are backs that can eat up the clock. Yeah. They're not eating up the clock at all. Well, they have shit. neither of them. Neither of them. That's why there was all the Le'Veon Bell talk. What's the deal? I thought he was supposed to come back. Well, I I, I guess he was supposed to come back for the buy, but I don't know. Are they? It, it, he comes back the start of next week. I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, that's our NFL recap. Is that all the games? Good. It's all the games. Uh, I do. Before we move on to our World Series preview, I have some bad news. Oh no. I can't get anybody to go to Insane Clown Posse with me. What does that mean? It means I need somebody to document and film the whole fucking thing. A lot of selfies? I'm not going by myself. Where's your boy, the mayor? I don't know. What's the mayor doing? The mayor's just going to put the makeup on you and then be like, all right. And then what? Are you driving down there with the makeup on you? That's a whole other thing. I don't have a car that works. (laughs) This is a problem. My one friend, Mike, he told me there was a chance he couldn't make it, that he might have to attend a funeral. That was He's like, that's the yeah, only— Yeah, your funeral after you go to the Insane Clown Posse show by yourself. So I don't know what to do, man. I mean, you're looking at me like you want me to go, but that ain't happening. I'm not going to fucking Irv- Anaheim for an Insane—I I won the bet. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of win is that? What am I doing? I don't, I don't even have a car—my car doesn't even start. Trevor, 
Where are you, Trev? Put out the Trevor signal. Like I said, I need somebody who can functionally film it. <laughs> I mean, don't take shots at the only guys. Where's Where's fucking uh, Where's Benny the Jet these days? Just taking pictures on the Hermosa Beach Pier. Well, I'll, let me look in the YouTube comment section right now. Our boy Stanga says, "What day you going?" Thinking about quitting my job. Just need an excuse. Well, the concert's Wednesday night, 8 p.m. in Anaheim. And Joe, I will, if I do go, I will be getting those tickets on SeatGeek. I'll tell you what you we got to use SeatGeek for. What's that? Mexico City, bro. Oh. I want to go to Mexico City. I'm serious. I want to go to that game. It's in November. I know. It's November 19th. It's the week after I was planning on going to Monday Night Football in the Bay. Now, will SeatGeek list... The tickets in pesos Yo or dollars? Fool. I don't know. Let's find out. Probably dollars. Can you imagine that? They're like, it's one billion with pesos with fees. It's going to be a SeatGeek bonanza. We yeah. got next don't, week. Don't forget to get your 40,000 peso discount with promo code DIRTY. Yeah. This Wednesday. Yes, Stanga. This Wednesday. Next week, we have, or I, I guess it's this week, we're going to be using SeatGeek to see Notre Dame Navy in San yep. Diego. Then the next day, who knows? Cutter texted me. He goes, that's what he wrote. He wrote, SeatGeek Bonanza. We have the Packers, Rams here, and also the World Series. We'll Is be, that night as well? We'll be here that weekend. Wow. So you can use SeatGeek for all those great things. Dirtballs. You, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. We're talking World Series, Prano. Let's let's preview. Yeah, let's do it. Dodgers, Brewers went seven games. It was a very exciting and entertaining series. But in the end, the Dodgers won. And I think we can agree the team with the most talent, right, talent-wise, they didn't win as many games. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. Okay. No, no. I can't, Im- I can't imagine anybody, uh, the, the biggest Brewers fan in the world, arguing uh, against that. I mean, w- w- you look at, again, Dave Roberts managed to burn guys in the second inning and the third inning every game that that most major league ball clubs would happily have. Yeah, the most talent, uh, double the payroll. Look, the the first, it, you know, it was a valiant effort uh, by the Astros and by the Brewers and by the, you know, whatever, but the, the first and third richest teams in baseball are in the World Series. The third and first are, are the yeah. Red Sox? I believe, yeah, I believe the current. Currently, if you were to take all of it, I think it's uh, the Red Sox were one, like two hundred and twenty-eight million or something like that, and the Dodgers at third with like one hundred and ninety-nine million. So, what are we expecting here? Two, um, two very loaded teams offensively. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting. I, uh, you know, I think that two, like you said, two deep lineups, uh, but. I think that the the ALNL thing will be a factor more than it has been in a lot of World Series. Obviously, the uh, one of the Red Sox 
best players, uh, arguably second best after Mookie Betts um, in terms of offensive prowess this year. J.D. Martinez has been a DH the whole year. So there's the, you know, the NL games where he won't be able to do that. Then you got Dave Roberts who now has to manage uh, a DH and pitching changes and all that stuff in an AL ballpark. And had, I mean, he's just going to like, he's going to be way, I don't even understand like what. Um, so it's interesting. What, what's been interesting for me is I've been, I've just trying to think of who I'm even rooting for in this. Well, let's go starters. Let's look at starters. Yeah. So we're going to say Kershaw sale. Yeah. Who has the edge? It's tough. I mean, uh, I think you. I think as far as their season goes, you've got to give it to Sale. Sure. But Kershaw is a veteran. I think. I think Kershaw is more likely to be off and still get the job done than Sale. If Sale comes out and has, if Sale's like peak Sale, he's in a better place in his career than Kershaw is. But you know, I know Kershaw has gotten the the playoff. You know, a lot of people have been critical of his playoff success or lack thereof, but he is, he has changed. He doesn't have the stuff he once had, and he's still, you know, his last outing was great. I think, um, I got to give the edge, I guess, a little bit to Kershaw still. And then after that, where are we looking at for starters? Are we going to go Porcello versus. No, well, he, uh, who went second for them last time? Avaldi. Okay. And then. So who would be the number two at this point for the Dodgers? Uh, Bueller. Bueller. I mean, I guess Rich Hill like was technically second. But like, but I mean, I don't know how they now have a break between yesterday and Tuesday. Who's starting Tuesday? I gotta imagine it's Sale Kershaw. So I don't know, like how they decide to match everybody up is going to be the question. But everybody's going to have plenty of rest at this point. So deciding who is going to pitch is going to be, I don't know. Like, f- I don't know if Dave Roberts doesn't pitch Kershaw. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to, but. Sale, as of right now, I'm on MLB.com. Yeah. Sale versus to be determined for the Dillers. It's got to be Kershaw in game one. Yeah, so games three, four, and five will be out here. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, you've been a guy, by the way, I love this, Pat, Patrick Mahomes doing his doing his post-game in his dad's Mets jersey. I do love that, and you know what else I love? We are currently on the side of the building. The mayor is, is li- we are live right now. I, I'm getting these texts from him. He's, he's broadcasting on a giant projector on, a, on the, the side of our three-story building. Is there sound with that? Is there audio? I don't know, but apparently everybody who's in my complex is hearing us talk sports. Great. Hey, if one of you guys are listening, can you take me to Insane Clown Posse on Wednesday? Yeah, who wants to go to Insane Clown Posse? Come to apartment what? 244. Come to apartment 244 if you're a juggalo. I will pay for your tickets, but you have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were gonna, you were, what were you going to say? You've sort of gone, there have been times in your life where you're like, low key kind of a Dodgers fan, but now you've now you've been off the Dodgers bandwagon entirely basically this year. Well, I guess going back to even last year with the Sam Tripoli bet. Bet. Yeah. And then and then you've got all the Shabellying. Um 
But like this is difficult for me. This is like uh you know what this remind me of? Red Sox Dodgers is like the election to me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. I hate both these people. It's good a lot. That's a good analogy. And, uh, and uh Rondo CP three fight. Rondo CP three, Trump, Hillary, Dodgers, Red Sox, Alien Predator, whoever wins, we lose. That's Well, I always when I went to Dodgers games, I've lived out here now eleven years. And I've always gone to like three to six games a year. I usually root for them. Yeah. Even though they were like initially a Reds rival, whatever. That like then they switched divisions, all that shit. You know, ninety five when I was fourteen. But anyway, uh, I think what I think the problem is we've seen this with Cubs fans too. The problem is when a team consistently gets good, it brings out bad fans. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think that we've seen that with the Dodgers. It's really tough for me to root for the Red Sox, bro. I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you talk about bad fans. That's what I'm saying. Talk about terrible fan bases. It's In all of sports, it's probably like. They're top three. Easily. Philly, then Yankees fans, then Red Sox fans. Because Red Sox fans are usually Pats fans, they're usually Celtics fans. But see, yeah, you're you're an East Coast guy, so you have a better feel for that, and I don't. From social media, I mean Boston fans. That's what I'm saying. But also, what about the I mean the racism, the throwing beers at people, the calling CC Sabathia the N word, like, yeah. I mean they're racist. They trash. You know exactly. It's tough, but then... But everybody cheats! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody throws beers. This is a website that I've created that catalogs people throwing beers at players in stadiums in all sports around the country. Here's a map. You can click on it and see somebody throwing a beer at somebody. Um, yeah, but, but here's my thinking. My thinking is twofold, okay? One, both have pretty terrible fan bases. Boston, definitely worse fan base. But yeah. I don't deal with Boston every day. Like, we're out here now. Yeah. The Sam Tripoli's, the Joe Chabelli's of the world. But hold on. I'm noticing a common theme with that. What? When we've said this before, the bad Dodgers fans are white people. Yes. All the Mexican Dodgers fans, I love. Yeah. And that stadium... On any given night, what percentage of that stadium is Mexican? That's what I've always said about Philly. I, I have no problem whatsoever. With, the, I have I, no I, problem whatsoever with Sixers fans because that's where you actually get a black crowd. It's the 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 horrible Phillies and Eagles fans are the ones that are like I don't watch the NBA. They're fucking lazy and they don't play defense. I'm gonna go to a Flyers game. And you're like, yeah. All right, great. I'm gonna go to a Sixers game. Um, but yeah, but here's my, the other factor for me. Okay. This is something I always keep in mind. You know what? As fans, we root and we feel like our team won, but you don't win anything. When you're a fan, sorry, Shabelle, you're not getting a ring. You don't win anything, right? The people who win things are the actual players and the Dodgers, Machado, Utley, two trash people out to injure people. Would would get jewelry for their accomplishments. I think I'm rooting for the Red Sox. Ooh. And I hate Boston. Ooh. 
I was actively rooting against Boston. But you know what? I don't. I Mookie Betts is great. JD Martinez is great. JBJ, I like. I like. I like a lot of guys on their team. I don't even mind Sale until I heard he had a belly button ring, which is now I think's been debunked. He was trolling. Yeah, the only guy, the only guy I really like aggressively dislike on their team is fucking Kimbrel with that stupid cheddar dick, fucking arm thing and his ginger fucking beard. Grow up, you child. The Dodgers have not won a World Series since '88. Yep. First of all, I'm I'm. And then also what we have to deal with out here is if they win, uh, people coming out of the woodwork. The parade. And, and somebody fucking, su- suddenly there's going to be Dodger flags. L.A. is such a fair weather base. And you fan, know what else? Fan, fan. You know what else? Dodgers fans. Kobe stands. I mean, talk about some of the worst people on the internet. The Kobe stand? I mean, you're really, you're really... I'm I'm tr- making some points how this is tough. I'm t- yeah, I'm telling you it's tough. We're talking about we're talking about what about an earthquake? We're talking about <laughs> Chase Utley and Manny Machado who have tried to go out of their way to injure people. Okay. Dave Roberts just utter fucking douchebaggery. Sam Tripoli, Shabelli. But we like Sam as a person and we like Shabelli as people. I mean, yeah, they're fine people. They're awful sports fans. <laughs> They're awful homers. I think you just want to be... I think for you, personally, you've been so critical of Dave Roberts, you ultimately do not want to see him win a World Series. No. Because, I, hold on, because in a way, if it was that da- proves that you were somewhat wrong about him. Disagree 100%. 100% really? disagree. Yeah. The, I'm not saying that makes you wrong about him. I'm saying, in a way, it looks here's that what, way. Here's what makes me right. He, they have a hundred and ninety nine million dollar payroll, and he played a hundred and sixty third game in a division with the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and San Francisco Giants this year. They've won fucking six straight divisions. You know who else won three straight divisions? Don Mattingly. You know how many games I would win, sleeping through half the season and then taking over as Dodgers manager? A hundred and fucking. 15 games because you have all of the players. You got Dozier and Freeze and Machado at the fucking deadline. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's not about winning. It's about you you have to like do what you can with your talent. The fact that they played 163rd game is everything you need to know. The fact that they played 7 games against the Brewers with an 89 million dollar payroll and one player you you had ever heard of before the postseason. Who do you think wins? I don't I actually don't know. Um, four games in Boston. I think Boston, just the home field. I'm gonna go Dodgers. You're gonna go Dodgers to win. They're gonna end the what would, would that be? Thirty year drought. Okay, by the way, I'm so sick of the Kirk Gibson fucking walk off. I'm sorry. It's pretty great though, bro. I know, but like Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, guys. But the idea that I'm rooting against just blatant racists. Rooting for blatant racists, I mean. Well, it means you comply, Joe. It's like it's like how Amy Schumer said, if white NFL players don't kneel, they're complying and they're racist. Complicit, yeah. Yeah, she and she's 100% right. She's so woke. By the way, I should tell— She's so woke. By the way, I should tell you right now, Andy, I'm also not doing any Super Bowl commercials. 
Not not doing them. Not doing them. Not doing them. I'm do and here's why I'm not doing them. I'm not doing them in uh I'm not doing them until let's see what what's got to happen. I'm not doing them until uh you know, the Mets retire Keith Hernandez's number. Not doing it. Not doing a Super Bowl commercial until that happens. Not doing it. She did Did one, anybody ask her to do a Super Bowl commercial? I think commercial? she did one last year. I think she did a Bud Light one. Uh I think it was either last year or before with Seth Rogen. By the way, I think it was last year. They were still all all the shit that was happening last year too. Yeah, she's a fat slob. She's so woke. She's so woke. <laughs> she's a fat slob, but she's so woke. So woke. A lot of awful lot of like. How much are you really marching? You're you're scientifically obese. Have you heard Yoshi's joke about that? No. I don't like to give away comedians' bits, but I'll give away this quick. Don't st- worry. <laughs> Anybody who sees Yoshi will get it in their own his own style. He says uh, the whole marching thing is about. It's basically, it's a, that. That's what you're saying. Of like, it's a way to get fat girls, to lo- the fat feminists, to lose weight. Yeah. Well, Amy Schumer should also march for freedom on the treadmill a couple times a week. Oh, shots fired. I mean, I was, I think I was like 12 pounds over my fighting weight, you know? And I'm like talking to fitness gurus and dieting and I doing whatever. Like, you're, you're, you're clinically obese. Dude, if I had, fucking, if I had, I've always said this, this is so true. If I had her money or any celebrity, like, dude, if I had their money, do you know how fucking cut I would be? You'd have your, like you're saying, your personal trainer, somebody buying your food. Dude, I would be so fucking shredded. Well, sometimes when you're on your way to the march, it's not easy to find, you know, organic yogurt. Sometimes you just got to go to Chick-fil-A and eat 40 sandwiches. <laughs> That's why I love when they'll be like, sorry, I would never go to Chick-fil-A though because they hate gay people or something. I don't know. I love when they, you when you go to the grocery store and you see like the Us Us Weekly or whatever, and they'll be like, "Look how ripped and shredded Ryan Reynolds got for his role." I'll be like, "Wait a second, Ryan Reynolds got paid ten million dollars to for that movie. On top of that, the movie studio Warner Brothers was like, all right, Ryan, here's the deal: you need to look like a superhero. We're going to get you a personal trainer, a personal chef, but they put they they make it look like look how shredded they got, yeah." We all could do that. Fuck it. I'm going to do that without that shit. I've decided right now I'm going to be the next fucking superhero. <laughs> Dent man. <laughs> My favorite thing also about Amy Schumer is she's walking around with what's her name? The em- Emily Ratajkowski. Hey, get an ugly friend, Amy. <laughs> like you're walking around with a fucking supermodel. Oh, is that her new thing? Yeah. Getting arrested at events. The dirtballs, not to change the subject, have issues with the lamp, how it's how it's tilted. I noticed the comments. So why don't you tilt it back? I'll make it straight. I mean, you just got to bend it down toward the front. Yeah, just do that. That's still not straight. It's leaning for some reason, but you'll figure it out. It's like the leaning tower of Pisa. Is that how it's pronounced? If you say so. Something like that? Yeah. Pizza. 
Really close to pizza. It's close, but it's not. It's with an S, not two Zs. P-I-S-A? Yeah. You remember? <laughs> totally random note. You remember in the one when Superman goes bad, he... <laughs> he put he pushes it. <laughs> and the best part is with the guy... What the... Like, who wrote that scene in the movie? No, the best part is in the end. Remember when he pushes it back? Does he? Yeah. So in the end, when he goes back to Superman, when he goes back to good Superman, he pushes it back to leaning. And the, oh, somebody's gonna have to find this clip and put it on the internet. And the guy, the Italian guy who's selling little <laughs> leaning tower pizzas, when he real when he's made them all now straight, he's made a bunch of them oh, straight. Oh, you're right. And he just takes the broom and just destroys the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's so angry, he just destroys the. Is that the Superman that Richard Pryor was in? Uh, three. I think, believe that's three, right? Is no, that's two. I think, right? Because three, the uh, the one prior's in is when they like trap him when the with the computer. Remember, it's like the computer takes him over. The woman like turns into a computer. Yeah. The is end. That, is that the one where he goes bad? I think two's the one he goes bad. No, I think he goes bad in three. All right. We have to watch all these. Yeah. Two's the one where the guys come. When he kneels before Zod. Yeah, that's two. I'm, yeah. I think Richard Pryor's in three. Yeah, Richard Pryor is in three. I just don't know which one he goes bad in. I, I think, think he's two. I, they need to redo it with Tug Coker. <laughs> yeah, with the beard. I think it's Superman three where he goes bad. You know what? Those are good movies to go back and watch. Yeah, Richard Pryor's in three. I said that already. Oh, and that's what I was saying. But I think he goes bad in two. No, he goes bad in three. This is a great segue. <laughs> Evil Superman. All right. Oh, yep. Synthetic kryptonite. Syn- syn- this is what that says on IMDb. Synthetic kryptonite laced with tarp splits Superman in two. Good Clark Kent and bad man of steel. And which one? That is Superman three, which came out in 1983. And Richard Pryor skis down the side of the building. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny? I remember watching those movies as a kid. Remember he's yeah. flicking the yeah. things? Like, like this came out in 83, right? So I remember watching that prior, like, of course, a few years oh, later. Oh, choose the one where he loses his powers, remember? Yeah. And then he tricks him. He goes in that, yeah. that like... Diner? And then he crushes the guy's hand. He spits him on the stool. Yeah, <laughs> But they do the reverse thing on his... Whatever. Yeah. We're, 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 doing, we're going down all this. Superman wormhole. Anyway, let's move on to uh, NBA, Joe Prano. Let's do it. Big fight last night. Yeah. Have you gone deep down the conspiracy wormholes? Have you seen all this, the high-def, super-zoomed-in spits and everything? Oh, yeah. They're, they're blaming it on Carmelo? I mean, no. It's uh they now they have just super zoom of Rondo spitting on Chris Paul. Oh, because I thought st- saw stuff that was maybe Carmelo. No, it seems like Rondo spit on him. I, this is this is Dodgers Red Sox all over again. Who do you write? Who do you root for in a Rondo CP3 fight? Talk about some fucking undersized cheddar dickery. Totally Rondo for me. You root for Rondo? Yeah. Rondo's such a piece of trash though. Uh, yeah. Rondo's but- always been a piece of trash. Not only is Rondo a piece of trash, Rondo's like 
Rondo's the uh, the pumped up piece of trash. Like, what what's Rondo besides that guy who was on fucking Paul Pierce and KG and Ray Allen's Boston Celtics team? Didn't Rondo have a great playoffs last year? Yeah, nice little. Play. Oh, he had one playoff series. In between that, he was like on the Kings and on the fucking. I've actually liked Rondo the first two games. Now it's only two games as a player on the Lakers. Yeah, he's. Um, my point is. That's fine, but Rondo's career, like you have to, there, you, there's like a certain level, right? Like that you have to be at, like he's acting like we're, we're, the the conversations like Chris Paul and Rondo. It's like, dude, you you really shouldn't even be talking to Chris Paul. Like as far as like point guarding goes, you should be like asking him if he needs like a hand. Where was State Farm when this happened? Yeah, but like, man, who do you, like? I hate both of those dudes. I was I was watching it live because Chris Paul is like known to be one of the dirtiest players in the NBA, and Rondo, same thing. Like it's just two dirty, undersized motherfuckers. And Brandon Brandon Ingram with the with that the the running sucker punch, yeah, coming running back into the situation. So he gets four games. The other guys get two, I believe. Rondo's spitting on people. And super subtly spitting on people too, like silencer spitting on people. I love that there's fights. Or, or I mean, I love that people got punched in the face. That's what that I'm one. saying. Like, what was Chris, you know where Chris Paul fucked up? That that was sort of the ultimate. That was playoff Chris Paul, dude. The dude spits on you and you smush him. The dude spits on you. You punch uppercut him. his chin. Yeah, you don't smush face. Yeah, I agree. Because then he got fucking gadooshed. Chris Paul got punched dead in the face. Well, let's talk about LeBron in this situation. Yeah. He goes to his boy, Chris Paul. Well, he broke up the fight. Did you notice? Because I, I, I noticed when I was watching, because I kept rewinding it. Did you notice the Lakers security? I put that on our Twitter, Dirty Sports Twitter. The guy runs out from Lakers security and grabs LeBron when the fight starts. Like, he Good. Pull, he that, pull, he, so, oh, I don't know who's in charge of security, but like... Great job in the pregame fucking pep talk. Le- guard LeBron first. Yeah. Like, like Whatever the, happens. Like the FBI. Or yeah, I'm sorry, like the, the Secret, Secret Service. Service. Take care of the most important guy out there. Now, I've watched both Lakers games yeah. start to finish. I'm not going to do that all year, but I'll watch a lot of games, of course. These are my initial thoughts. One, they're going to be fucking fun to watch. They really will be. They have young guys. They have guys who can score. Can we get a fucking three-point shooter on the Lakers? Yeah, they don't have enough shooting. That's for sure. I mean, But they probably will. What do you mean? I mean, it's LeBron James. It's the Lakers. Some fucking Mike Miller. Well, that's what some they— Oh, you mean like, like next year? No, I'm talking about trading deadline, expiring sharpshooters. Like, oh, here we go. I'll go to the Lakers. They were in both games to the very end. Versus Portland and versus... Uh, Houston. Houston. Two good teams. Two top four seeds. Yeah. So, I mean... But also, I mean, remember year one with the Heat? Well, they've showed the stats. Yeah. LeBron had, LeBron actually never won his first game with the Cavs the first time, with the Heat, back with the Cavs, and now with the Lakers. So, they're, it's going to take them a minute to gel, but... 
they're going to be fun to watch, I think, for yeah. sure. LeBron James teams usually are. I, now, I don't – some of it, we'll see how it plays out. Like, Kuzma coming off the bench. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. It's game one and two. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. And by the way, they went down to the end with the Rockets, who, you know, were the best team in basketball last year. And uh, the, on, the only ch- chink in the armor for the Rockets, Carmelo Anthony with his fucking whopping seven points a game. Uh, dude, like, the Daryl Morey, like, this is this is the Dwight Howard thing all over again. Like, I've never seen a guy so relying so heavily on analytics and then and then making some the the most boneheaded the signing Dwight Howard and signing or trading for Carmelo Anthony or whatever however the fuck he was acquired. Like, what were you thinking, Carmelo Anthony? Like Carmelo, I mean, God, now he's coming off the bench. That didn't that didn't last very long. Well, that's a better spot for him. Well, you know it's a better spot for him not coming off the bench. Not being on the team. Just being on the bench. Yeah. They'll be fun, though, like I said. If you ever want to come over here, Joey. I got that, that Time Warner yeah, can't sports Yeah, can't wait to watch some Lakers games. Yeah. Now the Cavs. I know you put this on the rundown yourselves. Uh, just yourself, I should say. You know, I know it's only three games, but the Cavs fucking suck. <laughs> they fucking suck. They got boat raced by the Hawks tonight. Guess who sucks? The Hawks. Trey, uh, what's his name? Trey Young, thirty-five yeah. and eleven went off, and they scored hundred and thirty plus points. The Cavs fucking suck. Are you telling me Tyron Lue is not a good coach, Joe Prano? I'm telling you, the Cavs suck. And they're the exact same team minus LeBron James. I hate to say it. I hate to beat a dead bush, as Andy Ruther would say. I know everybody's like, oh, it's, it's only, we're only three games in the NBA season and it's already started. But the Chicago Bulls won two less games when Michael Jordan retired. Two. The Cleveland Cavaliers might not win two games. The whole fucking season, they suck. They went to the last fucking three NBA finals. Four? Three. Four. They went to the last four NBA finals. Yeah, 15 through 18. They went to the last four NBA finals. They fucking suck. Poor Clevelanders. Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. They got to deal with the Browns. They got to deal with the they Cavs. Should, they should fucking they should try to get some Browns. They should see if fucking Jarvis Landry is willing to switch sports. They should see if fucking any of those guys are willing to come over and play basketball because your football team stinks. And they could use some, a little help on the basketball court. Just be one team. I did watch the Warriors. I watched a lot of it. The Warriors Jazz. The Friday night? Yeah, came down to the end. Came down to the end. Ja- uh, Warriors lost tonight. Oh, they to did? The Nuggets. I didn't see that. Yep. Block at the end of the game. Yeah, Team man. Team saving block. It's going to be fun. Unless, unless you're racist, in which case no one plays defense and... These guys are so athletic, man. Did you take any backlash for the uh, 
the hockey rant? Yeah, from stupid people. From like hockey fucking cheddars. My thing about hockey is I don't care. Watch hockey. Good. I don't I don't have cable. I don't have the golf network. I'm never gonna stumble across it. So watch all the hockey you want, and I'll stay out of your fucking hockey business. Just stay the fuck out of my basketball. If you're if you're a fucking racist trash bag that has some sort of inferiority complex because no one watches your fucking sport and no one in your sport can play a fucking other sport, stay out of my fucking NBA. Just, well, well, again, you, you, you jump to the conclusions there. Yeah, all right. That, that these guys in the NHL can't play other sports. Somebody sent me it. Somebody sent me the fucking breakdown of the sizes. Chris Paul's your average hockey player. Yeah, but Chris Paul, Chris, again, my argument would be Chris Paul couldn't play hockey. What? Because what? He grew up in the hood and doesn't know how to ice skate? There's a lot of skill to ice skating. Uh, right, but... I'm telling. I'm what I'm saying to you is. Every, all, I look hold at, on. Go ahead. What I'm saying to you is, take Chris Paul's athleticism, six foot, one seventy five. The hand speed that Chris Paul has to be an every year steals leader. The foot speed that Chris Paul has to have to be six feet tall, playing in the NBA at the highest level of point guard. Take him from age two and teach him to fucking skate. You don't think he has the hand speed to fucking stick handle? You don't think he has the foot speed to be a fucking skater? Kill yourself. Maybe your worst hot take yet. No, hold on. Hold on. I didn't say definitely. I'm saying I don't know. I'm saying I do know. Just like... Let's okay. Let's take swimming. This is fucking. Let's, let's take. This swimming. is the Williams sisters' argument all over again. Let's take swimming. Let's take swimming. You're telling me some of these guys are going to be. Let's take the one we all know, Michael Phelps. They're going to be better than Phelps. Some of these star athletes. Michael Phelps is six four. Like Michael Phelps is a fucking freak athlete. So you think Michael Phelps could be good at other sports? I, I, who knows what Michael Phelps would be at, but I'm just saying, like, that's not even comparable. Like, now you're just picking the best of the best of everything. Well, because that's kind of what we have to view it at. I don't, I don't know the average swimmer. That's the only reason I'm doing that. But you know what's the best of the best, Joe Prano? If you but I'm just saying, Chris Paul, like, tr- truly. Like, take him from day one, skating, right? I don't know. It's like it's it, it, this is the Williams sisters argument all over again. This is Tiger Woods. What's the Williams sisters argument? Look at tennis. Tennis dominated at for like the perfect tennis player is some fucking 125 pound not muscular white chick. No, G- give some fucking chick in the hood a racket and train her from day one. She's the best ever. You know why? She's a better athlete than anybody that's ever stepped on a tennis court. It's not even close. Now they're like saying what you can and can't wear, what you can and can't do, no, how hard she's going to hit it. Well, of course the ones, yeah. Serena's the best ever. Yeah. Let Chris Paul skate from day one. If you don't think Chris Paul has faster hands and faster feet than most guys in the NHL, if not every single one. I don't know about that, though. He's six feet tall playing it does, in the but NBA. It doesn't, but it doesn't, but why is he six feet tall playing in the NBA? But hold on. It doesn't matter because neither of us know enough about hockey. That's the only that's the only thing I'm saying. It's a sport I'm ignorant about. I don't know shit about it. 
I mean, for you to be like, oh, he'd be such a great hockey player. I don't know. I'm just saying he's six feet tall. He's 175 pounds. He's definitely quicker in every aspect of his body than every single person in the NHL. Again. Which is, which is why he's able Hold to on. even exist in the NBA. But even again, you, you to me, that's a that's a, that's an ignorant statement. How? You're saying he's quicker than any player I'm in certain the NHL. of it. The reason that Chris Paul exists in the NBA is because of his freak quickness. No one's denying his quickness. So what I'm saying is he's able to play in a league where you have to, like in the NHL, everybody's his size. But those are completely different. You're talking about, those are, they're just two completely different sports. That's all I'm saying. But I'm saying, yeah, the jumping in the NBA and the whatever in the NBA, this, Chris Paul doesn't have that anyway. All he has is this and this. All he has is that. The hand speed that everybody says you need for hockey. You need that skilled hand speed. I think we need to bring on— He's a fucking all-time steals guy. I think we need to bring on a professional hockey player. And talk to him about what? Chris Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I might be able to pull some things off. Great. Let's do it. But before we do that, I want to talk about my— By the way, let's just stop talking about hockey because I don't care. And all you hockey people, stop talking ignorantly about the NBA. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And your nonsensical, they don't play defense thing. Just kill yourself. You're stupid. Be be white, be racist, and play a fucking sport that you probably didn't play either. Care about a sport you probably didn't play either. I but at least it. thought about playing because you're fucking under six feet tall. I love getting Prano worked up. You know what else I want to talk about, Prano? How much I love the Robinhood app. You do love that app. I'm obsessed with the Robinhood app. I check it literally three times a day. You check it three times a day? Yeah. What do you love? Do you love most about it? How it's so easy to use, right? I do. I love that when I go, I open it up. I don't want to show my yeah. thing because I can't. But like when I open it up, it just tells me how I'm doing right now. Like I can see my live, my day, my week, my month, my three months, my year. Like, ah, I just like looking at my my number go up and down. Yeah. We, and that's all. That's my whole portfolio together. Again, we can't divulge legally too much, but I will say we are in the crypto. We're in the crypto game. We're in the crypto game. Guys, download the Robinhood app. One of the great things about it is there's no cost, no commission fees. Unlike other brokerage firms that will charge you, they will not do that with the Robinhood app. Robinhood, listen to this, Dirtballs, is giving you guys a free stock. That's right, big, bold caps, F-R-E-E, free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. This is how you get that. You need to sign up at dirtysports.robinhood.com. That's dirtysports.robinhood.com. Dot com and that will be in the description of this episode. So join us in the crypto game. Tales from the crypto game. <laughs> that was a terrible impersonation that of the crypto one. Yeah. You know who, do, you know who does uh, the crypt keeper so good? Guy on couch. Yeah. He will also be out here this week. This will week, he? This week's insane. Is he coming to the? He's going to oh the, yeah, he's coming for like Halloween. Well, he's coming for, he's coming for Packers. Oh, Packers Rams. Yeah. Wow. He'll be out here. Cutter will be out here. There'll be a white dude bonanza out here. Yeah. We'll have to get. We'll have to get. We'll have to get guy on couch on the show. He will doesn't he do it. He don't want to do it. Him and Cutter. How about how about they fight it out? How about you have him and Cutter? I'll take the show off. You get the- no, can't do that. We're, we're in prime time. 
You I, guys can all you get some white people talk some golf, talk some hockey. Yeah, wasn't I supposed to get into golf? I don't know. Were you? Well, I'm. Well, you know, I threw out my back, and we all know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's over. Done. Donezo. No, I I am gonna get back into that. I, I I got some things in the works. You're gonna you're gonna. I I'll tell you off air. I got some ideas for us. Some wild things I want to do. <laughs> okay. With nature, and animals. All right. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I went looking for seals the other day. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram story. That was my tease. Yeah, you got to be careful. Seals will get you, man. Especially those marina seals. Bro, I got yelled at and everything by a big old fat black dude. He's like, what are you doing? That's a 300-pound seal. I've been watching you the last 10 minutes. You're going up to it, taking pictures, selfies, just swimming in your little area. I, like I was right up. It was a whole pack of them. I was stoned. I was like, whatevs. Yeah, you'll learn your lesson when those seals knocks you off your board, eats you. The seal's not going to eat me. No, but it will bite you. How much would that hurt? Well, it'll probably hurt. I mean, I've never been bitten. They've, I've had them tug on my leash. I was not attacked. but It's not going to attack me, would it? They've, they go after people, especially those marina ones. That's why you always see people have like stuff on the back of their boats, like buckets and like coyotes. whatever. Yeah. Like fake coyotes. Yeah. So that seals don't jump up on their boat. There are some big ones. Yeah. Those are fat city. Those are basically city seals. Oh, and they live in that gross water. Yeah. It's pretty nasty. I got to bring up your tweet. We got to troll the W. I love trolling the WNBA. I mean... The responses from some people that I got on that one. That wasn't even a tweet. That was just a, resp- a reply to somebody. That was a reply to our boy Russian Alex. I know. That's probably the biggest response you've ever gotten from just a reply, right? Yeah. Dude, you're at 645 likes on a reply. Yeah. So a WNBA player... Responded to the G League giving out select $125,000 contracts. She quote tweets that and writes this. But low key, the real question here is, with this being more than the WNBA max salary, would women be allowed to hoop in the G League? Because I think some of us could hang asking for a friend. So basically, she's mad that the, the select... G League player is going to make 125k, and that's more than the maximum a WNBA player can make. Here's the simple thing, and it's fucking so stupid that these girls fucking tweet about this shit and talk about it and don't fucking know it. There's no fucking rule that says they can't be in the NBA. There's no rule that says they can't be in the G League. There has been two women drafted by the NBA. One of them, the draft was voided because they said it was a, you know, the league basically ruled that it was a fucking PR stunt. And the second girl declined to play probably because she knew she was going to get fucking dunked on. And also, turns out, she was pregnant. So, there's no rule that says... Was Sean Kemp the father? (laughs) There's no rule that says women can't play in the NBA. There's a rule... When was a woman drafted? In the 70s by the fucking Jazz... Oh. There's a rule that men can't play in the WNBA because that's the women's NBA. It's not the MNBA. If you're a woman and you think you're good enough, go play in the NBA. 
if there was a woman, I can assure you, if there was a woman good enough, a men's team would have her. The Cavs fucking suck. If there was a woman good enough to play, they'd play. And what I said was, let them play in the D League. Here's the thing. I would pay for the league G pass. League. The G League is guys that are good enough to play professional basketball in the United States of America. There's nothing that says women can't play in the fucking European leagues. There's nothing that says the women can't play on men's college basketball teams. Nothing. G League, greater than college basketball teams. If you're so fucking good, go play for Duke. Fuck, if you're so good, go play for Wichita State. They probably have better fucking perks than the women's team at UCLA. Go play anywhere. But these women are writing fucking tweets and talking about shit when they can. Go play in the G League. Get fucking dunked on by dudes. I would love to watch it. Dude, I would pay. This is the truth. I would pay even more money. Fuck NBA League Pass. If I could watch WNBA players going head-to-head against G League every Friday night, I would pay for that shit. The, the, I'm talking the best five WNBA players going against just, or the best 10, or let's just say a squad, the best 12 going against every week. They play, they play a new G League team. The, it wouldn't even be close. The... All star the WNBA All Stars. Okay, okay, would get ass raped by an Ivy League men's team. They get Kobe'd by a by Yale basketball. They would get destroyed. Explain why. I know why. Explain why though. Because they're fucking bigger, faster, and stronger. That's just the way fucking life is. It's a physical thing. Exactly. I just, I don't know why this is so hard for these WNBA players to grasp. Because they're stupid. Because I think some of us will hang. So hang. So try. So go. Nothing's holding you back. Go play in the D-League. Yeah. Why aren't you? Nothing's holding you back. There's no rule. You want that money? Go play. You know what's way more money than the $125,000 D-League maximum? The minimum contract in the NBA. You're going to make you know, 20 times what you'll make playing in the WNBA if you're the last guy or girl on an NBA bench. Go do it. Nothing is stopping you. You are free to play in the NBA. You're free to play college basketball. There have been women on college football teams, kickers. There's been women on the fucking baseball teams. Yeah, and I believe that's part of Title IX. Go play. Yeah. Go play on the Wichita State Shockers. You're the best woman on UConn's basketball team. Go play on the men's team. Go play for Lehigh. Go play for Yale. But what you, you know what I don't understand? You can't. And that's what I want to address. When I see a tweet like that, and we've been getting these basically in the last six months from these WNBA players, why is there no tweets from another fellow WNBA player going, 
you know we would get dom- like just say the truth we would get dominated because that doesn't help their cause because it's a whole fucking i mean it's somebody's probably saying it out there but that doesn't get any press just like this like you know why isn't why isn't amy schumer saying that hillary clinton saying that the Bill Clinton fucking his intern wasn't a power. Why wasn't she? Why didn't she come out and trash Hillary Clinton for that? Because that doesn't push forward the feminist agenda. Yeah. You want to know what's equality? Not women getting paid in a league that makes one one millionth what the NBA does equivalent money to the NBA. That's not equality. What's equality is saying. The WNBA is open to everyone, men, women, trans people. That's why they should get rid of the fucking one and done rule. Adults, children, if you're a five-year-old and you're the best basketball player in the world, come play in the NBA. It should be open to everyone. Guess what? If you're an 18-year-old high school kid, you can't play in the NBA. If you're a 21-year-old woman, you can play in the NBA. You know why none are? Because they're not fucking good enough. The end. Bottom line. Go play in the G League. Go play in the European Men's League. Go play in Greece. You get play. You get paid more to play professional basketball in China than you would get in the WNBA. So go play there. Why aren't you? Because you're not good enough. The same reason I'm not. You think I would rather make what I make podcasting with you than playing professional basketball in Spain? It's a pretty good job we have. No, I would much rather <laughs> I would much rather be a professional Spanish basketball player. You know why I don't? Cuz I'm not good enough to play professional basketball in Spain. I'm probably good enough to fucking play women's college basketball, but they won't let me. Cuz the quality's not real. For men for women, they can come to whatever. Did you see the trans fucking cyclist? I saw it. I saw it. I mean, talk about fucking a transgender cyclist. Just a man. Just one. Just destroyed. Just, just straight up a dude standing there with two women staring at him like, this is some bullshit. Just destroyed women. Yeah. Stupid. What was that, in Europe? Yeah. It's fucking dumb. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Lots of comments about the outfits tonight, by the way. That you, that you and I dressed the same. Well, we didn't plan it. Lots of comments about my pants. Yes, guys, it's Flag and Anthem. Go there. You can get these amazing... What color are Ruther's pants? I think they're like a pinkish red. Salmon? Not quite salmon. Flagandanthem.com. You drop promo code DIRTY, you get 25% off. So so I, I see all the comments, guys. I should, I should Backwards hat with you. Yeah. It is pretty similar. We both have black. My, mine's actually a dark blue and well, orange pants. That's not blue. Yeah, it is. It's like a very dark navy, I think. Whatever. I want to get, I, I do want to talk to a WNBA player for real. I do. I really do. I mean, this has gotten so out of, just this ignorance. They know, though. That's the thing. They know. None of them have tried out. Master P tried out for the fucking NBA. 
That's right. Like you can walk. You can go to tryouts. You can go to open fucking tryouts. You can go to G League tryouts. You can go to the summit. Like you can go. You can get a look. They're not trying. No one wants to. They just want to say that they're not getting paid the same. It's not real. Yeah. Go play in the NBA. Please. I, by the way, my tweet was not like people are like, you're sexist. Why am I sexist? I'm saying go play. I want you to play. Try, please. I'm begging you. Try out. End this once and for all. I told you. I would pay for the WNBA G League League Pass. <laughs> I would love to watch that shit. And, and by the way, it's not sexist because you know what else I'd love to wa- I love to watch. I'd love to watch the quote unquote ten best guys from Venice Beach thinking they could compete against the G League stars. Yeah, I'd pay to watch that too. Yeah, because I want to see the ten idiots out here in Venice Beach who bitch and moan about every foul call getting dunked on by G League players. I like to see people get dunked on. Yeah, I would pay for that shit. It has nothing to do with gender. Who doesn't like seeing facials? Just go, ladies. Like, quit bitching and fucking do it already. Anything else you want to add to this show? No, I think we're good. We're good to go. That is the episode. Subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Drop a review, a rating. It takes two seconds. See my boy live over here. Yeah, I want to shout out. Uh, on I, I do want to give a quick shout out, but let me pull it up. Keep doing the rest of your plugs. All right, you guys can follow me and my amazing red, pinkish, flag and anthem pants at Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, shout out to Stephen Party, uh, who came to the show in Encinitas. That was that was dope. It was good to see uh, a dirt ball down in Encinitas. Shout out! I can't find his name to the dude who came down in San Diego last week. Um, so yeah, good. Thanks for coming down to San Diego. And if you are in Southern California and you're not in San Diego, uh, go to JoePrano.com. Come see uh, the November Four show at the Comedy Store. Save the waves. I've said that a couple times. I won't beat it into the ground again. But if you're in SoCal, come to that one. And, um, oh, yeah, one other shout-out, Andy. Sorry, one While one you're more. doing that, if you guys know how to fix a 2000 Toyota Corolla, I think my alternator's out. I'm not going to have the car much longer because uh, you guys are going to be having a dirtball sit-in in it. But give me a, give me a shout-out on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, another shout-out, Chase Marston. He, he dropped me this message the other day since we're going to Notre Dame down in San Diego. He says, I believe that Ian Book, quarterback of Notre Dame, received the dirty sports bump. I went to high school with him, and he is dating my girlfriend's roommate. The night I went to see you live, I talked to him on her phone over FaceTime, and I asked him when he would be QB1. The next week, he started. Dirty sports bump confirmed. Well. So the dirt, we gave, I gave the dirty sports bump via Chase to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now they're undefeated going into San Diego, where we'll be. It's amazing. I gotta. How could I forget this? Now, I put this out on social media, but we got to give some love on the show to our boy Austin Hank, who sent us this note, 
Andy and Joe, now Bill Walden can make guest appearances on the show live. Oh, thanks amazing. for all you do and keep up the good work. So now, when you do Bill, I don't know. I don't even know what you mean when I do Bill, but this is cool. If he's ever here, if he ever calls in, yeah, put that up. Looks like he got that. I assume at a uh, a Spurs game. Is so, that where he got it? Because he's a Spurs fan. Got it. So thank you, Austin, Throw for that. It down. <laughs> All right, guys, that is our show. Anything no, else? No, that's it. That's definitely gonna have to go in here somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say that's gonna have to go in. All right, Dirtballs, thanks for listening. Give us some love on uh, social media and iTunes and most. Rate, review, subscribe, donate to the Patreon. Perfect. Patreon.com yeah. forward slash Dirty Sports. Everything's gonna be all set up. I got everything fixed. Just so you guys know, real quick, uh, the second TV is going in Tuesday. I got a brand new modem. Everything seems to be working good right now. And uh, we'll do some live broadcast for some games coming up. So uh, help us out. Support the cause. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.